0: What's up, everybody? This is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the Expert.
1: And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the Betrayed.
0: And I'm Kobe, the Recovering Addict. What you're going to get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing.
1: Hey, guys. We are happy to have you today. And I'm going to start off with our fan shout-out of the week. And um, here we go. This is from Dawn Loves Makeup, and she says, I randomly selected an episode the other day that ended up not being so random, but something I had to address with one of my children later the same day. I felt so much more calm and empowered to start a hard conversation with my child. The information and perspective shared on this podcast helped me remember my child. Oh, help me help my child. All while keeping my frustration and disappointment in check, Ashlyn and Kobe are doing important work addressing hard topics and changing lives. Thanks. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. I love when the, the stuff we talk about in recovery is affecting how we parent because that's exactly how it affects our life.
0: Absolutely. Uh, uh, prevention's awesome, it's better than treatment, right? It so is. when we hear a mom doing good stuff with her kids, that's awesome. It's great. That's a big deal. So, so speaking of kids, um, <laughs> that's, we're talking about emotional infancy today. Oh, man. <laughs> um, and let's be really clear.
2: I have been that. I fit that mold perfectly for like almost all of my life. And and some days I still battle <laughs> this is true. emotional infancy.
0: Yeah, I think we all do. I you know, but it, it, you know, the difference between being an emotional infant and having some emotional maturity, like mm-hmm. what what is, you know, what is that? And so I think we can really break down you know, addicts or addiction causes this emotional infancy because um, at a young age, you, you know, when you're in your adolescence, your brain is developing its ability to tolerate and deal with uncomfortableness and pain and emotions. And if if your brain, um, if you feel those things and then you find something to just kind of take it away, then you don't learn how to actually um, process
1: and deal with those
0: emotions. So, how to feel. How to feel. Kind of
1: relates to what we talked about last week. Right.
0: Exactly. You, know, you numb it out, right? So if you, if at a young age, you're numbing out. And this is why the research shows that if you start something when you're an adolescent, you're much more likely to be addicted to it as an adult. Um, but well, That was right in my case. <laughs> right. I mean, how old were you when you started masturbating? I'm looking 13. at porn
2: porn was like 7 but like 13 was like i think 12 or 13 is when masturbation was porn was 7 was 12 13 yeah.
0: okay um it, you know it's it, so so in those times of adolescence you experience a lot of emotion your your hormones are going everywhere yeah and if you found masturbation to just numb that out or porn or drugs or whatever it is mm-hmm. then your brain hasn't learned fully how to handle those emotions. So what happens as an adult? You know, you get in a fight with Ashlyn or something, and your brain says, "Whoa, like this is uncomfortable. I need to go to
2: my lifelong solution for when I feel uncomfortable." Yeah. which is looking at porn and masturbating.
0: I'm out. Escape, right? Um, and so, so that it creates this emotional infancy. Uh, an addict who has been acting out his entire life, all of a sudden, sobers up. And uh, gets into some recovery, lacks the tools and the, the ability, the skills to actually process through and work through those emotions. And so a big part of the the treatment process and recovery process is him learning how to train his brain, rewire his brain to be able to do that, right? So let's let's talk about what emotional infancy looks like, like the the symptoms of an emotional infant. like what does that actually? Oh, look like let's let's have Ashlyn answer
2: this directly
1: (laughs) well I think we see it probably in most of us see it in ourselves at times like Brandon said I don't think any of us are clear from it but I think the outbursts of um, anger Mm -hmm. we both had that Mm -hmm. where I don't know uh, how to even respond except to get mad
0: yeah, so so outbursts of anger. I'm glad you brought this one up because it, it's a really good sign. Because anger is a secondary emotion. Anger's it's it's not the actual emotion. So anger is the response to an emotion. Usually it's fear. And so when you're when you're just acting out, you're just reacting to the emotion in anger. What you're not actually doing is processing and being mindful of what you're actually feeling. That I can right.
2: identify with completely because. Um, that was the, what you just described really was what my what my growing up experience was with with my dad that was the behavior that he modeled and and God bless my dad and I love him for sure and he's and he's honestly just a, a great dad in so many ways but one of the things that was happy me, father's day yeah next exactly month. right <laughs> yeah. but one of the things that was, that was that was what was modeled it was like he was like totally placid easy going or it was like losing his mind and that's because because in the same way it was like to, to identify emotions was a totally foreign thing for him. And in truth, um, love, like I love you was not something that was, that was said in his home growing up. So if, if a very simple and basic, you know, um, term of endearment of like, I love you isn't spoken when you're a kid, how are you, how is any human being going to get it adequately figure out how to express the other emotions that are really complex. Right. If they can't figure out how to say, I love you.
0: Right. Right. So, so emotions, love or anger, um, they put us in a state of vulnerability, yeah. a state of uncomfortableness. And if you just kind of shove them down, mm-hmm. you know, your, our feelings never get buried. Meaning when they, I
2: feel something, when, when you say this, this feeling of uncomfortableness, it's like when I feel something that's like unusual, that's uncomfortable, it's like, whoa, whatever, like I'm feeling anger or I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling a lot of love. I go to this place of feeling uncomfortable. It's like, I don't know what to do. This is foreign to me. So, so that's so, scary. So I'm not going to be vulnerable and kind of lean into it. Is that what you're So saying? your
0: reptilian brain, your limbic system jumps into uh, fight or flight protection mode response. It, it does what it automatically knows that actually works. And one might be numbing out. One might okay. be shutting down. Maybe you get aggressive and you get big and mean, mm-hmm. um, but you're, what you're not doing is just allowing yourself to recognize what is, what is that emotion actually telling you? There's a function behind your emotions. You right. have emotions for a reason. And an emotionally mature person can actually um, process that, understand that, and then act assertively and effectively because of their emotions. Their that emotions are a good me. thing. That was right? not
1: me. Well, and it wasn't my me either. I think when I was feeling embarrassed or hurt, I often would fight with I name called i mm-hmm. brought up the past i lashed out and like normally i would think i'm more avoidant i'm gonna flee i'm gonna run away mm-hmm. uh, but i did have those moments where i got aggressive
0: right so there's a like if you look at fight or flight like if that's how you're responding with your emotions is, mm-hmm. is i'm just gonna avoid or i'm gonna fight um what's a third option freeze <laughs> That's true. You can freeze. But okay, what's a fourth option? <laughs> what's an effective op- option with your emotions? Oh. Pause. <laughs> well, pause and get mindful and aware. Be curious. Okay, get curious about what Speak that emotion's them. telling like you. like this is guess what the expert, the legend is saying. <laughs> this is awesome. You guys <laughs> Man, are doing great. Like, dang it. So, I'm giving the right answer. You're now. getting there. So, <laughs> so, so you get curious about what your emotions are saying. Uh-huh. Um, and then you can listen to your emotion. So if your emotion is saying, this is scary. Then what do you do? <laughs> silence. Did, did you
2: did you see the, the, there were blank stares? I know. I'm thinking the, because
1: in fear <laughs> for silence. me, I have responded in, in different ways. But um, fear, I can shut down. Fear, I can lash out. Yeah.
0: So 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 the the if 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 you're in a really healthy place emotionally. You're not judging yourself about what your emotions are. You know, they're valid, but you'll be able to recognize um, the reality of what's going on around you. And you'll say, okay, I feel fear right now. Maybe the best thing for me to do is to, is to leave this situation. Maybe the best thing for me to do is step right into that fear is to face that fear. And, and because that will help me in accomplishing what I want to accomplish here. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but, an emotionally mature person isn't a person who just shuts down their emotion and doesn't listen to it at all. Right. I think that, okay. So I'm
2: just thinking about me when I was acting out in addiction. I think one of the really um, interesting dynamics of addiction is that like when I worked in when I was in the corporate world, I had a very successful career in sales development and even though I was an emotional adolescent, I was still able to, to function successfully in the workplace. Right. I, I, I mean, so so it's so so I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm saying, oh my gosh, how how have I been able to accomplish what I was able to accomplish in in the workforce? But I'd be so deficient, and like I could deal with some conflict, and I could deal with what was uncomfortable maybe in the moments, but 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 internally, I think there was this raging undertow right, that right, just right. built. Isn't that just a
1: complex? I hear that. And I think, well, there was no emotional intimacy happening, so you could function, Mm -hmm. but you had no requirement of like, I need to connect with these people. I need to, you know, it's,
0: it's interesting you bring this up because I work with a lot of very financially successful people Mm -hmm. who are like three year olds emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, maybe maybe in some areas of their life, they really struggle. Mm-hmm. In other areas, they can be mindful. And in some way, this might sound backwards, but that emotional infancy can actually be effective in in kind of creating some things in their life, right? So like okay. a CEO who's a total jerk and reacting and overreacting all the time, And people are scared of him. Maybe to some degree that actually helps his business. Uh You know, does it mean that he's happy? Does it mean that he's as effective as he could be at that job? Maybe not. But he's, you know, he struggles in that area. He can still be successful in making money or something Uh like that, right? So if you're emotionally um, immature, it doesn't mean that that you, You're inept. Yeah, you won't function at all yeah. as a human being. That's. A, I think that's a right? super
2: important thing to be able to, to to be able to identify here because yeah. that was me for sure. It's like I was, and and maybe what it is also too, Brennan, is I I learned how to function in the corporate world, but because I had no emotional skills in the family setting, in the home, right? And I just did what I what I knew. It's like I was compartmentalized in my life so to such a degree that I could function emotionally to some degree in the office. But as soon as I got home, I took off that work hat and I put on my family hat, which
0: meant I checked out emotionally. Well, and the thing is, if if I'm emotionally just... tones laughing. <laughs> well, you ahead. always
1: talk about how that's how you were raised. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I you actually, did it. I actually did it. You're a
0: product of that. If I'm, if I'm emotionally shut down, uh-huh. and maybe I'll numb out with work. Maybe I'm avoiding my emotions, so I'm distracting all the time by working really hard so therefore i'm successful financially but at the same time just hurting inside and unhealthy right so so let's come back let's back up a little bit because i think it's it's good to know kind of what emotional immaturity looks like or okay. infancy or whatever we want to call it yeah um, so anger is a good one um shutting down like a quick shutdown a person that can't um t- tolerate someone else's emotions shows that they can't tolerate their own. So if they're defensive quickly in a relationship, um, they can't hold space. That's a good sign of emotional immaturity. Somebody who's in drama a lot, somebody who's playing the victim, um, persecuting, um, caretaking, they, they're, they're not able to be very vulnerable with who they are. So they're trying to manipulate the situation to get attachment in an unhealthy way. Um,
1: does codependency fall into that?
0: Yeah, codependence drama is codependency. And we could do a whole other episode on that. Okay,
2: yeah. Meaning but, that it kind of encompasses the, the Cartman triangle.
0: Yeah. So you think about a someone who's codependent, if they what they don't do is they don't trust their emotions and they don't act assertively on what those emotions are telling them. They always give in to the relationship. So that does show a level of emotional immaturity um, because they can't, they're not acting genuinely on what their emotions are telling them. That's totally Right. Me. Oh, that me. So, Sorry. so yeah, that was totally me for sure. So, okay. So question, how do you go from, okay, I'm not dealing with my emotions, never learned how to do that. Wasn't modeled to me, you know, for mom and dad. Um, I've been acting out in an addiction where I've been just codependent. How do you go from that? to, oh, now I go to therapy or now I listen to this amazing podcast and I'm getting healthy. Um, So how do you go from like, okay, I'm not very mature emotionally to creating some emotional intelligence and emotional maturity? Do you guys Mm -hmm. know?
1: Well, I don't know your answer, but I can tell you my answer is for me because I was very infant. (laughs) In this category, I mean, I was the super numb, had no idea what I was feeling. So to learn and to be curious about my own feelings and be reflective of myself was incredibly vulnerable, mm-hmm. was really hard and scary, uh, at times embarrassing, like, oh, my gosh, this is me. So right?
0: that's the first step, Ashlyn, right there, is is you have enough humility and self-reflection to be able to say and self-compassion to be able to say look this is where i came from and so this is i can see why i struggle i can see why i lash out or why i shut down this is what i was taught so the first step is to actually own it is to actually like realize that yeah i do struggle like with this, this is my history
2: and yeah. this is what my norms have been owning that is what you're saying and absolutely
1: for me i felt like owning that part of me i had to even though I wasn't there, I had to say, this is where I'm going. Like, I don't want to be this person anymore. And so it allowed me to own it with a little more hope. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I still might be that person. So, so you're, but not, I'm trying. you're not <laughs>
0: owning it in a way that's like, I suck and I can't right. change and I'm stuck because mom and dad sucked at emotions. And so I do too. So therefore, no, it's, whoa, I see it. Yeah. I want it to be different and it can be. Right there's that hope of yeah. like yeah let's do this yeah. okay so then that leads to the next step, which is actually you, you need to get outside of your your circles outside of yourself and and learn you need to get educated, so that's the next step is to actually realize that there are tools that there are, are things that you can do um, to to actually learn how to process your emotions, um, right? Does yeah, I mean
2: this is this is like recovery like one on one for me and is and is um as much as we talk about this like this was a total four language for me to explore what I was feeling and and just refer, just referring back to the feeling will it's like oh my gosh, there this is a thing. There's how many? Like I'm not feelings? just mad or sad. Right. <laughs> yeah and and uh and I think to me it was just like like I can totally get what you're saying when you say, like, owning this. It, it, this is what my norm was, and this is where I am. It is what it is. Right. Now, what am I going to do about it? And then just giving myself an opportunity to say, okay, there's probably a bunch of stuff that I am feeling, and it's okay. But I, I would qualify that with saying, as much as, like, exploring my own emotions and using a prompt to do so, um, what, what, what's super important about that, as far as the context with it, is to say, um, I'm not, by identifying emotions, I'm not judging myself. Right. Or I'm not... Yeah, saying I'm a good person I'm a bad person that that life sucks your life is great and maybe that's maybe that's what I thought all this time because I always remember how I used to say I'm, a, I'm an optimist and you're a pessimist and that was all really rubbish. I was just mad yeah right.
1: <laughs> you're in
0: betrayal and I was in denial <laughs> and, and you were gaslighting yeah, I'm I, the optimist over
2: here
1: I totally was you pessimist time. I know yeah. and that's I it. believed it I was right. like yeah I am yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not
2: but, but translation that was Kobe for I'm just numb
0: <laughs> right 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 <laughs> I'm totally just numb and, and you're miserable and I'm numb. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, really sounds mind. healthy. <laughs> totally so but, but I'm better than you because I'm numb. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's literally what I thought. Yeah. It is so ridiculous. But but so so giving myself permission to say emotions are I could be any thirty of these hundred and fifty emotions that are on this wheel, but I don't ha- they don't define me. It's right. just a human experience and humans. Are emotional beings like that? Context was super key for me to say. Okay, with that being said, now I can explore the you know the forty-seven things I felt today.
0: Right. I mean, we got a lot of people listening right now to Uh this to this podcast, and um, I can one hundred percent say that whatever they're feeling right now, each individual person is valid and real and okay. Totally. It's not one of them. Not one person listening right now in the entire not one person in the entire world is feeling something that they shouldn't feel. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Like it's it's real to them and it's valid and it's okay that they feel that. Yeah. Right? Now what they do with that is another thing. But what they feel is okay. And and for us to give ourselves that permission is powerful. For us to say it is okay for me to to feel sad, to feel lonely, to feel. And as, as, as men, we're supposed to be strong and not feel emotions. And as women, you're supposed to just um, trudge through and and find all the answers and keep going on with life. And we need to be able to stop and say, no, like I, I feel this and it's okay. And it's valid. Right? So that's important. It's really important. So did you have a comment, Kobe?
2: Uh, I just was thinking here through this. It's like, I can go outside and I can feel the heat of the day. I can feel the dry air that's blowing through Lehigh, Utah at Thanksgiving point. I can feel the rain on me. I can feel these sensations, you know, a hot cup of of tea or I can feel ice cold water. And I don't label myself good or bad, right or wrong because of feeling those things. And I would say that just because you feel the cold on a winter day, doesn't mean that you're a cold person. It just means that you felt cold. So just because I felt hurt and disrespected and small and little and uh, less than does not mean that I am
0: either. Right, right.
1: Or that you always will feel that, right? Right, that you're stuck it's in that a, forever. Yeah.
0: Right. So, so one of the first steps is to allow <laughs> yourself to feel, okay? Um, then get educated about the tools to to actually start to process through the emotions okay yeah the next step is uh to actually practice those tools so if if you'll go back to what you've always done emotionally you'll it's automatic it's it's you you have ruts in your brain so to speak and if you don't practice like if all of a sudden you're you're allowing yourself to feel sad or anger or fear or whatever it is if you don't practice doing something different, then you're going to just fall right back into what you were doing. Right. And so you got to get the tools. Then you practice those tools. Okay. Yeah. And
1: like you have to a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot. <laughs> like we're like, still practicing yeah. those tools.
2: Like say, say more about what a lot means in, in your experience.
1: Because you're going to fail. You're going to, you're going to go back, like you said, in those ruts and be like, Oh, but I really try to even tell myself this and the people that we mentor, when we take a step back and we, do have those moments of, gosh, I'm, I did what I used to do. It's still a moment for us to step forward and learn and say, but look what I saw, right? Right,
0: right. Exactly. So like, let me give you an example. So I think, I, I, I don't know if you guys do this or not, but, um, with the couples that I work with, what will happen is their relationship's really volatile and really triggering emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they'll give each other the wrong look, and it'll blow up into World War III. Yeah, like, that's wait, why wait, we wait. got Botox
1: in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're describing us exactly right. Kaboom! Why I, I, I dis- cut bangs. <laughs> you, you think we're kidding. No, we legit did <laughs> like a,
2: a Botox day with, with the plastic surgeon. like, I see the 11s, you know, the little crinkled
1: brows. Right? And it's like, Duke's killer.
0: I've never heard kidding. this one. Like, <laughs> you can't have the crinkle in your brow because that just, ah. No, right.
1: we did it once. We didn't. We That's, don't do, yeah, we didn't do it, it again. But That's we did know, and,
2: and it. And was, there was humor in it. But there is an enormous amount of truth to the point where we said, okay, there's some conversations that we have to have where we have to off the lights. Because if I see your nonverbals, <laughs> like I'm going to be so codependent in that moment that I'm going to give into to the emotions that I perceive that you're sending, which you actually are not.
0: Right, right there is – there, there's a tool. Now, I, th- we could break down that tool, how, how good it is, how – but right there is a tool. Like, let's turn off the lights and try to have a conversation Yeah. so that we can regulate regulate our emotions. Yeah. Um, but, like, one tool that I'll teach, like, early on with a couple is um, a code word and a timeout. So and, – and the code word sometimes is funny, you know. Like, I think one – one person I'm working with it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something (laughs) they say that in the middle of like well we're gonna go nuclear here Uh and it's like okay stop we gotta identify my emotion internally I gotta figure out what I'm feeling um, before I just explode and I'm going to take a few minutes, take, take a few breaths, calm down, and then I'm going to speak vulnerably to you. I'm going to, I'm going to do this in a productive way. Right? right.
1: And so that stepping away part isn't just, I'm going to go step away and be mad. Oh no. It's I'm going to go and process, yes. which for me, that was very new. Right. Because they didn't know. How. So it's that going, looking at the filling wheel. Go think about it. Go get journal. mindful.
0: Let, see, see what you need to let go of. See what you actually want and, and what is your motion actually telling you. Right. And so that little time out in that moment sounds like such a small, simple, like stupid tool. Right. But it's so powerful because what it does is if you do that consistently. You start to get more in tune with yourself on an emotional level yeah. with with your partner, right? And and it's really hard at first if you're used to just going into the battle and and both of you are infants emotionally. It's really hard to slow it down because you're going to have to stop a lot, right? Yeah. Um, but that's an example. Like you, you practice that over and over again. Eventually, you're not going to have to do it as much, right? So, um, so. Uh, Applying it consistently and actually practicing those tools, that's going to help you, right? Totally. Um, So signs of emotional maturity. Um, You can have real connection with people. The more emotionally mature you are, the more emotional intelligence you have, um, then you'll be more vulnerable, right? Right, totally. Um, You'll have less depression, you'll have less anxiety, and you'll have less addiction, the more you process and deal with your emotions,
2: I, I right. would say on that. That's actually that's a hard one for me. These are like micro battles for me to express my emotions to Ashlyn when I perceive that it might fall on deaf ears, or I, I'm just afraid to to be me and express you know who I am. And we had an instance this week earlier where I said one thing and Ashlyn's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that or something to that effect. And I was like, wait, I don't know that I was actually heard. Excuse me, I'm still, I'm still feeling emotions. And so I said, wait, I need to go back there because I need to revisit this. And um, revisiting it for me was a challenge. Just just asking permission to say, hey, Ashley, I need to talk to you about this. And she didn't change her stance on just because I revisited it. It actually helped me to understand where she was coming from, which is like, oh, okay, cool. Then I could let that issue go. But my point is, is that I was never the type who could, in small ways push back because I always was like, well, I'll just lump that and, and put it in a box and bury that down deep. So my point is is like if you can start with the small little things of expressing your emotions or expressing how you feel about, you know, whatever the case is, then it's easier to do it with more weightier things. Yes. Because you have practice.
0: Yes. That's a great point, Kobe. So They're so hard, but it's possible. Yeah. So as a couple, if you're if if you're listening to this podcast don't go home tonight from work and say, "Hey, let's take our biggest, baddest, hardest thing because <laughs> I'm going to be strong emotionally, right?" Yeah. But maybe you take a little thing and you just see, like, can I regulate myself? Can I? Can I like try to just just be vulnerable and be be boundaryed in this conversation? Yeah. and so, I would also
2: say too that the, the the result of me not sharing those little things with Ashlyn was just this build up
0: resentment, resentment, resentment.
2: frustration, anger, and it would just and compound. he would
1: you could see it. I mean. Kobe wears his emotion, and so I would know he shut down. What's going on? And
2: or I'm just pissed.
1: Or yeah, I'm and mad. I have no idea. Right, <laughs> whatever.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: I, I don't. So, like, resentment or anxiety
0: and resentment sometimes are uh, like people say, "I feel anxiety" or "I feel resentment." Those two things I actually see as a lot of emotions built up that people haven't dealt with, and so they're That's, you're disturbing me. Exactly. Yeah. So they're feeling that. They, the, the, that's the undealt with crap, yeah. right? Um, you won't have resentment and you won't have anxiety if you are able to release this stuff and process it and deal with it yeah. in, in real time, totally. right?
2: And, the, so. and there are skills that we've learned to develop to put us into that place to put those things on the table yeah, so that we can just get them out so we don't carry resentment and anger through the day or day-to-day, week-to-week, whatever,
0: the only way past an emotion, do you, do you know? Through it. There you go, Ashley. Through yeah. And so, if you if you fight it, if you if you turn your back to it, if you try to jump over it, yeah. it's not going to work. But if you go through the emotion, meaning you allow yourself to feel the pain. This this episode's really good following last week's episode. Yeah. You allow yourself to step into the pain, step into the vulnerability or uncomfortableness of the emotion. Then you're going to come out on the other end and say, "Whoa, like I that was that was good, that was great that I felt that thing." If you don't, then you're going to stuff it deep down. It's going to come out in other ways, and um, and if you're if you're struggling with addiction, you'll just continue to numb out because it's so uncomfortable. For sure. So this is really good. Yeah,
2: I enjoyed this. Yeah. And this is this is like a basic life skill because in truth, this has application to people who aren't even dealing with addiction or betrayal like this is a human skill
1: I'm thinking of just our last two weeks we've had some family therapy sessions for our daughters and having them use the feeling wheel and to see them as 10 and 7 year old girls understanding what they're feeling yesterday we did like let's put words to what our family means and to see them write all those words which most of them were happy and positive but then to say these are what we want to be It's so hard and scary and vulnerable to tell your parents, I don't feel these things and I want to. And they did. And so it was a proud parent moment, even though I felt the pain of they don't feel a hundred percent like I want them to. Right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: That's, and that's what we want as parents is for our kids to learn how to feel. Right. Is, is to have them process that and they'll be healthy, happy adults if we can teach them that one thing.
1: Right. So right? in my point of view is we're learning all these skills. Put it to use. Don't just use it in your own recovery. Be the parent that you wanted your parent to be.
0: And and, and that means don't invalidate your kids and say they shouldn't feel things. Um, don't throw a, an iPad in front of their face right when they feel uncomfortable. You know, I, I'm not saying this to make parents feel bad because I've done a lot of this stuff, you guys. Like and so we won't we'll suck it up at times with with not teaching our kids how to be emotionally intelligent um, but do your best to just allow them to feel um, that book that you guys recommended the the danish way of parenting awesome book uh, one, one of the things that was really cool in that book was how how you know the the dutch they're, they're awesome at parenting or whatever <gasps> Danes uh, Danish dutch I don't know I get it confused <laughs> whatever <Is that> <laughs> um <laughs> But one thing that they do is they just let their kids, kids be totally they let yeah. their kids play they like they don't jump in all the time and fix things for them and yeah. and, and they allow their children to, to go through the pain um, and and they're not always numbing their kids out and so um, so as we learn how to do this, let's try hard to do that with our kids yeah. as well and I
2: gotta say like I have had my moments in fact Ellie is our, is our redhead she's our she's our seven year- old almost eight. And she had, when she, when her sugars are low and she's tired, it is like a very delicate situation for her after school. And she's had come aparts even as a seven, almost eight year old. And, um, it is so challenging for me to be present in the moment realizing she's hungry and she's tired. And that's really what all of this is about. And the underlying issue there. And so, so it's like enormously mentally challenging for me. To be present enough to just see her for who she is and to not get upset myself. But I know for sure that Ashlyn has dealt with the Kobe grown up adult version of exactly <laughs> that many, many times. And that's super challenging. And so I guess what I'm saying to you is is if you're if you're the dude who's out there or if you're the person who has struggled with addiction or is currently struggling with addiction and you feel like I have those temper tantrums, they're just the big grown up version of them. It's possible for you to, as hard as it is to, to work through what you're feeling, so you don't have to demonstrably act out in such a emotionally volatile way. Right. And if you're on the receiving end of that tantrum, if you're if you're the betrayed, it is. I, I just have confidence. Listen to me when I say, if I did it, anybody can do it, because it's uh, it's it's worth all of the mental effort to get there. Right. It's possible to have that kind of change. Yeah. It's
0: awesome. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we wrap up, I want to talk about um, – there's this thing called Patreon, and uh, it's 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 really awesome. So it's a community that we've developed, and the feedback that we keep getting is um, – We want more. We want more, and we want more specifics, and we want um, – More content. Yeah, and, and, and to be totally honest, we've held back some with the content that we've given. And so, over at this community, there's more applicable tools. Like a lot of the stuff we've talked about today, um, there they, you can get more tools. You can you, there's a Q and A s- section where people can ask us questions specifically about their recovery. Um, I read I read a review this week, and a guy said your podcast is awesome because it's it's like I I get therapy from listening to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patreon account is like this on steroids yeah, and and it's cheap. It's 10 bucks a month. Um, so check it out, you guys. You won't regret it. Um, you'll get a lot more um, interactive content interactive over there.
2: Content, a lot more access to us. And and the truth is, is we've kind of got to this point where we realize there's more good that can be done. And this message that we're giving of that people have can have hope to heal and to change. Like there's a, there's a space inhumanity for that absolutely and there are people who are listening all through all through north and south america all through europe and into asia and into east asia who need help and they're seeking to find resources so if we can give greater access to um to to us with tools and with specific skills we want to do that yeah because we don't just like to be the dark.
0: So I we'll guess. put it in the show notes, a link um, to that community. Mm-hmm. Check it out, you guys. And we'd love any feedback you have about it. So, okay. Awesome. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank See you. you again.